Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello, and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and we're doing a solo episode today. We are talking about, it is a human design episode. And if you listen to episode 91, which is called Your Soul's Role, um, Understanding Your Human Design Profile, then this is a great follow-up to that. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about something called the projection field. Now, I understand that in this podcast, I have not gone through like, okay, let's go through each of the profile types and let's go through each of the authorities. And I haven't broken it down like that simply because there's there's certain things that you need to know. And then there's certain things that I feel informed my journey. Um, the things that I have I, I feel have helped people I've done readings for, people who are part of my program, where I have felt like these were the pieces of information the little keys that opened up a door that opened them up to a bigger part of themselves and myself. Not necessarily going through like a course and saying it step by step by step. That's great to know. But for the purposes of this podcast, I want to give you the things that are kind of, that are tickling something that are kind of, are, are, are giving you greater insight into you and how you operate. And when I learned about the projection field, when I learned about my profile, I'm a 5-1. So I'm a 5-1 emotional manifesting generator, for those of you who, who don't know. Um, when I learned about being a 5-1, like, it blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, this explains so much. And then I learned about the projection field of the five. So... What we do when we talk about the lines, when we talk about in the in the previous episode, in episode 91, we went through the six lines. So there are six lines in human design, one through six, um, and each of the lines represents an archetype. So every line has an archetype. Um, the line one is like the expert, the researcher. Uh, in traditional human design, it's called the investigator. Line two, that's the dancer, the natural. Um, in traditional human design, it's called the hermit. Line three is the experimenter, the the tinker, the um, the misfits to, to some degree. Um, in traditional human design, it is called the martyr. Line four is sort of the salesperson, the networker. In traditional human design, they call it the opportunist. Line five is the leader, the general, the savior, the fixer. In traditional human design, they call it the heretic. And line six, probably the only one that has like a decent sounding name in traditional human design is the role model. And they're the teachers. They are the, the sage. That's kind of like the, the calm leader, but there's a very, there's a very gentleness, a, a sense of gentleness to their leadership style. Um, they are the teachers. They are the, the kind of the wise ones um, because they have been there, done that, seen that, experienced that. And now they have this wisdom. So those are the archetypes. There's an archetype for each line of the six lines. So there are six archetypes, which means that for each of them, there is an aligned path for each of those archetypes. 
There are there is a not self. There are the the red flags and all the ways that we can tell whether based on the archetypes that we are, um, how we might be going down the wrong path, how we might be living out of alignment for ourselves. Um, this, they are six characters that we are meant to play. So there are six of there are six lines in human design, and what we do is we combine two of the lines to get a profile. So there are twelve profile combinations that are possible. Some numbers don't go together. You can't be a one-two profile. Like I said, I am a five-one. So I have the five in the front and I have the one in the back. Everybody has a profile line. Everybody gets one. So when you run your chart, it'll tell you what your profile is. Now, when we combine these, we get two archetypes. We get a combination of two archetypes and the number in the front. So in my case, the five is my conscious side. The five is is conscious. So that leadership, savior, fixer, universalizing, heretic um, energy, that is my conscious side. That is the side that is front and center. That is the side that I see in myself. That is the side that um, you you typically will feel pretty connected to. And then there's the unconscious side, which is the second number. In my case, it's the one. And that's my second archetype, which is the investigator, which is the expert, which is the know-it-all, which is the, the researcher and the one who loves to dive into fundamentals. Um, the one line has, a, has, a, has an element of security attached to it. It wants to feel like there's a safe, secure, steady, strong foundation. It is a, the foundational line of all the lines. So, I have these two sides and we all do. We have a conscious side, the first number, and we have an unconscious side, which is the second number. So this combined makes our profile. And this is the overall role that you are meant to play in this world. Now, what we're going to talk about. So that was the previous episode. If you want all of the details into what those lines are and hearing me explain more about what each of the lines is. And how you can, when you combine the two, you get, so I get, I'm a heretic investigator, my five and my one. So I would take the, from its simplest point, there's obviously the profiles are greater than the sum of their parts, but for the most part, you can get an understanding for, if you read, if you learn about your five and you learn about your one, if you learn about your first number and your second number, recognizing that one is in the front and personality side, and the other is more unconscious to you, what we call the body side, the thing that's kind of working underneath the surface without your direction or effort. It just is. It's just happening. It's coming through you. Then you get a pretty good idea of your overall archetype. I am someone who is kind of born to lead, has always felt that pull has always sort of fixed things. People have always, from the time I was a child, have always looked at me and been like, Nicole will just know. I bet she'll figure this out. That even grownups would look at me when I was younger and look to me for some form of a guidance or some form of how do we move forward? That was just part of my personality. And then the other side is that I love to learn. The, the one side, I, I feel safe when I learn. I feel safe when I know when I'm standing on a good foundation of knowledge. I feel powerful. So this is how you can put them together. So go back to episode 91 if you didn't listen to it to get more detail on your profile and on each of your lines. 
But today we're going to talk about something called the projection field. Now, this applies if you have a two or a five in your profile, then you have something that we call the projection field. So if you are a two, four, a two, five, a three, five, a five, one, a five, two, or a six, two, you have something that we call the projection field. Now, why this is so was so groundbreaking for me and was such a like a, a huge aha and understanding of what I was navigating in this world was that that I have this projection field on top of me. Uh, uh, it, my energy produces this projection field. And what that means is people project onto you something. And we'll talk about it because there's a different projection field for the two than there is for the five. Um, they're slightly different. Um, and for me, even understanding that, to understand if you feel, if you're a two or a five and you feel like you have been misunderstood or you feel like people don't see you for who you are, or maybe you feel like people see things in you that you don't necessarily see in yourself or that make you feel uncomfortable, um, then this is why. And that's why it was, it was so interesting to me um, because I felt like I, I, I was... I, I felt like I was transparent. I felt like I was open with people and I would have people have really strange reactions to some things that happened in my life where I couldn't believe the reaction that I was getting, people cutting me out of their lives, people um, being either very attached or very angry. You know, it can go either way. Sometimes it was you know, where I didn't feel like I did much, but I felt like people were were very, very uh, trusting of me and really felt like I could help them and really jumped in. And then other times I felt like little things happened or I, relationships, something, you know, you have a fight in a relationship and it's, you're dead to me. And I couldn't understand why I was getting these reactions or why people could have such strong reactions to me. And when I started to understand the projection field, I, it all became very, very clear. Because when you have the projection field, it isn't you that anybody's reacting to. It is, but it's not. Um, and when you start to understand that, you can understand how to use it and how to navigate it. So let, let's talk a little bit about the different projection fields between the two and the five. So the two projection. Now, in episode 91, where I went through each of the lines, I talked about kind of the, the, the lower and the upper house. So lines one, two, and three are in that lower house. And if you picture this as being a, and this is, this is how it was described by Ra, the transmitter of human design. Um, so I'm just borrowing this analogy because I feel like it works. And I believe I went through that in episode 91 as well. But um, lines one, two, and three are, if you pictured a two-story house, Lines one, two, and three are on the first floor. Lines four, five, and six are in the second floor. Okay. Now, one, two, and three are now we're, we're, we're talking about the two. The two projection field is like this picture a big picture window in the front of the house, 
and the two is inside. They're naked, walking around the house. They're completely naked, and they're just doing their thing. They're living their life. They're dancing. They are experiencing what they want to experience. They are they're they're kind of basking in their life. They love being alone. They're inside their their space, and there is a parade of people going by outside, and they see everything that's happening inside. They can see that too. And they see them walking around naked and being like dancing and doing all these beautiful things. And they are so captivated by this person that they start to project onto them who they think they are and how wonderful they believe they are. And the two, by nature, kind of wants to be alone and left to their own devices to do their own thing, sort of their natural um, way about them is to like kind of want to squirrel away, hermit away and do their thing and not necessarily be the center of attention. But what happens is people can see them and they see how natural they are at things, how just innately good they are. And they project onto them what they could be. And they say, you could be this, you could be that. Come, let us help you. Let us do this. Let us be part of it. Let me be with you. And that's all projection. It's all them looking at that person and seeing what that person can't see in themselves, whether it's true or not. Now, you might say, like, why would that be bad? Maybe it's not true. Maybe it's something that the two can't really hold up their end of the bargain on. Maybe they can't do what the person is calling them out to do. Now, the shadow side of the two is where the two feels like they haven't learned enough. They don't have the foundational knowledge. They don't trust their natural ability to just do things and just know things. They question themselves. So the projection field is there to help them pull themselves out of that house and actually go and dance on the stage. Now, this could be great. This could be a wonderful thing for that too. Or it could be detrimental. But the projection field is what is drawing people to them. People are constantly being drawn through the projection field, through them looking and being like, wow, I just see something in that person. I'm so interested in them. I'm so drawn to them. And now then we have the five. Also has the projection field, but a different one. Now, remember, the five is on the second floor. The five is on the second floor. There is a big picture window, same picture window as on the first floor, only the lights are off. The curtains are drawn. Same parade is going by outside. And the five is kind of doing their thing. They may want to be seen, but nobody, nobody really gets what's happening up there. But they know something is happening up there. And they're intrigued by it. That's why if you read profiles about the five line, you'll hear the word mysterious, seductive over and over and over again. And what happened, what the truth of that is it, it when you have it, I'm like, I don't think I'm mysterious or seductive <laughs> wasn't how I viewed myself at all. But the truth is, is that people are looking up there and they're making up the story about what's happening inside. Because there is this air of mystery to the five, not because the five is not being forthcoming, although it can be that. It's because we're going to get into what the first, what the lower house and the upper house actually means. 
So the lower house, the two, that's a personal destiny. So they're projecting onto that person about that person. So the two, they're looking at the two and they're being like, you could be this, you could be that, you could be this, you could be that. That's what the projection is about. It's about that person. The five is transpersonal. So instead of people projecting on what the five could be for the five, they project on the five what the five could be for them. Now, the five, for better or for worse, when you have a transpersonal destiny, like the five and the six lines, um, when you have the five or the six in front, excuse me, um, when you have a transpersonal destiny, when you have transpersonal karma, left angle crosses is how we look at it when we look at the, the incarnation cross. When you have a left angle, when you are transpersonal and you're, it means your karma, means your destiny is tied to other people. Every person you meet. So you are listening to my podcast right now. For some reason, you and I are connected. I have some role to play in your evolution and you and mine. If we meet, it is not by chance. That's why the fives are thought to be a people of consequence, a stranger of consequence, which is where the seduction comes from. There is that feeling. There is that aura of, I think you can help me. Because the five is the savior. The five is the heretic. The five is the fixer, the universalizer. So what the projection is about, they look up into that window on the second floor and they say, I don't know why, but I think that person has something for me up there. I think that person could potentially help me. I wonder if they could solve my problem. I think they can. And because it, the projection field is about what the person sees in themselves, they're going to project onto the five. So when those people, if you're a five line and they misunderstand you and you think, I don't think I really misrepresented myself, but people are, have an outsized reaction to something you say or do, or they just don't react the way that you think they will, or suddenly they feel differently about you that you didn't hold up your end of the bargain in some way. Um, there's always something for you to check, to ask yourself, did I misrepresent myself? Did I not deliver on the promise that I made? Um, and then there's, there's also just looking at it and saying, no, this was a projection. And sometimes the unfulfilled projection is exactly what that person needs. We are not here for ourselves. If you're a five, you're here for other people. Your karma is tied to other people. You have an effect on everybody you meet, for better or for worse. And we hope that it's for the better for most of the time. Um, but and, and that's what we put forward. So the navigation of this is understanding that the projections are happening all the time. I play this little game with myself. When I hear, when I see a celebrity kind of acting out in the world, someone in the public eye, and if I see something that that sort of strikes me, I'll, I'll, I don't guess what every single person is, but sometimes I'll hear someone say something and I'll be like, huh, I wonder if they're this. And I was listening to an, an interview that Harry Styles did on Howard Stern. And Harry said, you know, someone told me the best piece of advice I ever got was uh, a very good friend of mine told me that 
whatever people think of you, they're wrong. Anything anyone says about you, they're wrong. If they say that you're the best and you're the greatest of all time and you're, you're amazing, they're wrong. And if they say that you are the worst and you're terrible and you should be burned at the stake, then they're wrong. That we can only be there for us and we can only live for ourselves. And it matters only how we see ourselves. And I'm listening to that and I was like, I bet he's a five line. <laughs> and I went and I looked him up and sure enough, he is an emotional, he is what I am. He's a five, one emotional manifesting generator. And, and I was like, that is a five line statement for him to say that that is the most important piece of advice he ever got. And the thing that kind of changed how he felt about himself and the work that he could do and the career that he could have was like the fact that that was, that was the most powerful statement. I was just like, oh, that's a five line there. It's somewhere in there. Um, and sure enough, he, he's a five one. And that is the truth. You're navigating the projection field all the time. And there's a way to make this work for you and make this work to your advantage. But this is why it always, it matters to all of us to center ourselves on who we believe we are to live our lives with integrity, to follow our strategy and authority to the opportunities, tasks, projects, life changes that are meant and correct for us. Always, that is the most important thing. But then to be centered on who we are, if you are a two or a five, it must come from you. Your most important work will be on understanding yourself, on understanding and fortifying yourself that you know who you are so that you can handle the projections of others. It's going to be incredibly important for you to follow your strategy and authority because it's going to tell you what projections are correct for you and which ones are not. Because if you can't fulfill the projection, if someone comes to you, so I'm a five- People project onto me the energy of the five, the savior. You can fix my problem. You can save me. You can. You are the person who can lead me through. Um, you are the person who can give me the strategy, can give me the way, can show me the way. Now, those people that come to me, that so they're projecting onto me that I believe you can save me. That may be true. That may not be true. So there's some cognitive parts of it where I ask myself, I'm like, am I equipped to help this person in the way that they need and want to be helped? Am I the right leader for them? I always ask myself that question rather than just being like, yay, celebrating the sale. Because I have a greater responsibility than that. But I follow my strategy and authority into it. I follow my strategy and authority because what can happen with the five and the two is you can be really afraid of the projections of others. And that can cause you to say no to everything because all it takes is a few people telling you that you're the worst, that you didn't fulfill their needs. You didn't hold up your end of the bargain. And I mean, I've had people say that about my program and it's like, you didn't come to any of the calls. And I looked in the system and you didn't watch any of the videos. I don't know how that's my fault, but I could take that very, very personally. But the thing is, is that, that it was never about me. It was always about them. 
So in that case, I can say, this is not my failure. This is a projection that maybe they needed this (laughs) in order to get themselves in line that the next investment they make, they enter into wholeheartedly and they do the work and they show up. And I can also tell them that when they come to me and they say these things, I can come to, I can go back to them and say, I saw that just, just so you, you do have to do the work in order to see the results. And I'm saying this in the interest of, of caring about your journey and caring about your results and where you end up. I'm sorry that you didn't find what you, what you wanted inside this container. I don't believe you tried it. And I think that that's something, it would be a worthwhile endeavor for you to look into this and see why, why it is that you quit, why you didn't fully show up with all that you had. And you can apply it here. You have access to the program. But certainly before you go into any other investments and any other relationships with coaches or programs, it would be, I think it's in your best interest for your investments to be asking yourself this question, how can I apply myself? Will I do this? Why am I jumping into this now? What do I believe I will get at the end of it? So those type of comments could knock me down and cause me to never sell a program again because the projections hurt a lot. Even when you know cognitively and intellectually that that is not your fault, I can't make you show up. I was messaging you and trying to pull you back in and you kept drifting away. You did not show up. I can't do the work for you. So I can certainly, I I could, I, I could talk myself out of it. What happens is emotionally, what happens is from the projections of the two and the five, we can feel defeated. We can believe the worst of those projections and forget all about the ones that we did fulfill, all about the ones that did work out, all the times we did show up and people got amazing results, all the times we did show up and we showed up for ourselves and we were amazing if you're a two where we danced and we were the natural and our skills came forward and everybody saw them and we felt them too. We can forget all about those because the the ones where it doesn't work out feel like we failed so terribly because people throw that projection at you. If you're a two, they th- you let us down. You weren't who we thought you were. You're not as good as I thought. And that can be that can cause the two to hermit hard and go and hide themselves. And the five, you're not the savior I, th- you, I thought you were. You didn't hold up your end of the bargain. That can cause the five to never lead again. And the truth is, is that we are here to lead. The twos are here to be naturals. We're here to bring these gifts to the world. And if we allow the projections to knock us down, they, we can't allow them to put us on the pe- pedestal because then we will be, we will be able to fall off. We have to stand in our own strength. You have to see yourself first. You have to see yourself first or the projections will always be wrong and the projections will always have the power over you. So you need to learn to navigate this field. You need to understand and actually gain power from the fact that people are projecting on you all the time. This is something that you can 
use to your benefit. People are finding you. If you show up as the two and you are being there dancing and being who you are very, very naturally, you don't have to work so hard for people to find you. They're going to find you. You can use that projection. And the fives, you can be speaking your truth, your universalizing energy. You can be talking about the practical nature that you bring to things. And the right people will find you. And it's your strategy and authority that will tell you if they are right or if they are not. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that if you carry a two or a five in your profile, that you understand how this works that people are going to see things in you. If people are kind of calling you out to be a part of something, to come um, or, or not, or if people are projecting onto you and maybe are a little weary of you because they can't see clearly and that will put some people off and that will draw some people in. So it's about understanding that it's there in the beginning. And that's all I'm going to ask you to do at this point. Just understand that it's there. Take note of it. See where it comes up in your life, how people are projecting onto you, good or bad. And then, and then take it the next step as you're feeling it and seeing where people are calling you out and how you can navigate the projection field. How can you hold your own, your own view of who you are? And let that be stronger than the projections that are coming at you. They can project anything they want. I know who I am. I know what I deliver. I know what is right for me. I know what I'm here to do and who I'm here to be. That becomes your work. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope that this shed a little bit of light onto, especially if you have children who have one or both of these, because you could be a two, five or a five, two, where you carry both of these projections, which can lead to extreme shyness, which can lead to um, being very reluctant to step out into the spotlight. You might feel like they don't see themselves or they're super timid and, and that's okay. Um, but it, it lends to some greater understanding. My son is a five one. So I understand how he feels because as kids, they feel this very, very deeply that people don't really get them. I put myself out there and people see something different and I don't know why. Awareness is the biggest thing in the beginning. So start there. And I'd love to know your comments. I would love to know what you thought of this episode, what you think of this show. Please leave us a review on iTunes. We would love that. It helps us get the episodes out there. So please, uh, please do that. Send me a screenshot in Instagram stories to let me know what you thought of this episode. Uh, tag me in your stories. I'm at Nicole Leno Official. And I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And remember, you're only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, everyone. I'll see you soon. 
If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com.